Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Colony Drop, a Gundam podcast. My name is Brian. And my name is Isaac. This is your favorite Gundam podcast where we talk about everything from mobile suits like Gunpla to anime series and movies to Gundam manga, the upcoming live action movie, Gundam lore, ideas, concepts, anything and everything that is related to the amazing franchise known as Gundam. That's right, Isaac. And today we have a very special topic that we've uh, skirted around the bush a little bit before. Pun intended. (laughs) 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 Oh, Oh, no, but that works very well. So we're going to keep it in. (laughs) So we call it double whammy in terms of puns. (laughs) (laughs) So we've mentioned before that we have not had that many Gundam female pilots. We've had some female pilots, but they don't always pilot Gundams. Is that fair? Yeah, and let me say this. It's rare enough to the point where you kind of notice, <laughs> unfortunately, it sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah, like I think what was it, our, our latest rewatch of Seed, we noticed that there were a lot of Gundams appearing in there. Just there wasn't a whole lot of females piloting the Gundams. And back then, maybe it didn't seem that out of place, but it, you really kind of notice it yeah. uh, on the rewatch a little bit. So with that in mind, what are we going to talk about today, Isaac? Today, we are talking about... The top five female pilots. The finest, ferocious female fighting force. Top five. (laughs) (laughs) So my list is made of my top five favorite. Maybe not the top five best. How did you make your list? I decided that we probably won't get the opportunity to do another top five female pilot list of anything, really. Maybe we can do top five female characters in Gundam. But this is pretty much going to be it in terms of pilots. And sorry, listeners, there's not a ton of female (laughs) pilots. (laughs) Okay, so I ranked it according to who I thought was the most skilled. Literally, my top five in terms of piloting skills. Oh, It takes into account things such as their performance in combat, how critical of a role they played in the story, the impact they had to the overall setting or series that they were in. Everything revolving really about them actually being and acting as a pilot. Mm, interesting. So skill was one of my factors, but not necessarily the only factor. I, I also wanted them to have a, a big part in the story or at least a, a presence in the story that was, that was felt by the okay. viewer. And then I also just had to like them as a character. Like if they were really good, but I hated them as a character, I wasn't going to choose them. Well, I, I had to go in the opposite direction. I was very unbiased for once because some of these characters I'm just not a fan of. But by God, do I respect their piloting abilities. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <clears throat> I'm going to be shocked to see how many Federation pilots Isaac reluctantly put on this list. Well, yeah, I think you'd be surprised. Isaac, do you want to do honorable mentions first or afterwards? I think we should go first because... I'd like to go from, you know, number five all the way to number one. Number one being our top gun. Sure. Okay. So I'll start off with an honorable mention that I'm fairly certain is not on your list, so I'm going to say it. Hear it. Her name is Asana Elmerit, and she's from a UC manga called Ecole du Ciel. Wow. It's a 12-volume manga series set in UC 0085, and it started being published in 2002, and it's actually still going, but it's basically been on hiatus since volume 12. I think it's probably, like, a 10-year hiatus at this point. There might be some more chapters past Volume 12, but I'm pretty sure Volume 12 is the last full volume that was released. 
And uh, here's a quick synopsis for you, Isaac. Set in UC 0085, Asana is a student from École du Ciel, a military school for training future mobile suit pilots in Montreal, Canada. Unexpected events occur, exposing Asana and her classmates to the reality that is war. Along the way, the school council's real intentions are revealed in the lead-up to the GRIPS conflict. Wow. And so I think that's a pretty unusual setup, right? You've got a long-running manga with a female main character. And she has a Gundam, Isaac, called the Gundam Lasinia. And it is really cool looking, Isaac. It's definitely pretty unique. It's got this really cool looking shield. And the way I understand it is they had piloted some pretty ugly looking suits and then she finally gets a Gundam and it's like a big, it's a big thing. So I thought that was pretty unique. I haven't actually read it, but I know there's a lot of people who are fans of it. And I think for this topic, if you're looking for a female pilot, that might be a good place to start. That sounds definitely interesting. I'd like to check it out. It was published in English by Tokyo Pop for I think nine volumes um, before they, I think Tokyo Pop folded and they're no longer around. So obviously they won't be publishing the rest, but maybe it'll get picked up by someone else again someday. So what about this character made you want to be put on like your honorable mention list? Well, mainly just the setup that she's the main character and it's this this long of, of a manga series. If it was like a one volume kind of thing, then I wouldn't <laughs> have put her on here. So you're saying she won her spot on your list by virtue of being a woman and a main character. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's that many of them. So I thought it was I thought it was worth mentioning that in case people haven't heard of her, you could go check her out. So true, true. And let me know if it's good. I think I actually bought the volumes. I think I have them somewhere. I just never read them. So, <laughs> so it could be this amazing story, but you don't know because they're they're in storage. <laughs> a fair warning though it could also be terrible that's true <laughs> yeah i mean double 85 nothing was happening all right <laughs> so. all right interesting well maybe we'll get to it one day but um you know what she does deserve kind of a gold star right for being the only female lead character that pilots a gundam manga anime series movie what have you there's probably a few others name them <laughs> well i rest my case Kigali piloted the Strike Rouge. That's a Gundam. Come on. (laughs) There was like no one left on that ship to pilot it, so they just kind of threw her in it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Was there anyone in Age? I haven't watched Age. If there was, they were meaningless. (laughs) Because the Mm -hmm. main character was definitely a man. Well, there was one that I'm going to mention that was supposed to pilot a Gundam, but didn't because the show ended early. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I guess I can't think of any. Well, there's... Christina McKenzie, okay. she piloted the Alex. That's fair. You got me there. As I mean, it was a side story, but you got me there. Yeah, I'm yeah. surprised she's not on your list. Ooh, interesting. She's not. I didn't actually. Well, this is gonna sound real sexist, but I didn't oh, think no. she did enough to to earn her spot on the list. So <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what? If a man was here, he would have stopped the Cyclops <laughs> team in minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! I mean, she just she, she didn't really pilot that much in the show. I, I thought to get on this list, maybe you need to do a little, you know. I don't know. I don't know. I I take the opposite approach because she's my honorable mention. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there you go. Let's hear it then. Let's hear your pitch and, and hear me <laughs> out. My reasoning is, as a young, untested combat pilot, because to my knowledge, she didn't have combat experience. She was strictly a test pilot. To be in the colony and survive a surprise attack especially after the demoralizing performance of the gym snipers. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think she really showed great skill and being able to use the Alex, even though it was probably, well, all right. The Alex was essentially ready to go into combat, but I'd like to think that it wasn't fully proven. So 
the fact that she did that managed to defeat the comfort, save the colony, and then end up taking out Bernie. Yes, I think in, in totality, she deserves a spot. So I put her as my honorable mention because old type skills, she was pretty peak as far as I'm concerned. Okay, I'm good with that. I mean, I totally agree she's worth an honorable mention, but I, I was saying she didn't make it onto my like you know one through five list. Okay, oh, it's not okay. like I don't like Christina McKenzie. Yeah, backpedal, backpedal. No. Yeah, hey, hey. <laughs> what, what, was, what I was saying was, I mean, she piloted it pretty good for abroad, right? <laughs> okay, so here are my, some of my other honorable mentions that actually did pilot a Gundam. Let's hear them. I'm going to leave one out because I know you're going to mention her. Mm. There was Rue from Gundam Double Zeta. She piloted the Zeta Gundam. Okay. And Karen Joshua from the 8th MS team. She piloted a ground Gundam. Yeah, she definitely deserves to be on the honorable mention just because, God, the whole Opsilus crisis was such a, pardon my French, a <laughs> show that <laughs> anybody piloting a mobile suit going through that like had to perform top notch to survive it, you know? Right, yeah. So she, she deserves a spot. She was just such a, a strong presence from the beginning of the show all the way through the end. They even gave her like that secret mission at the end to kill Shiro if he betrayed the Federation, if you remember. So it was nice that she started off strong and stayed strong the whole the whole show. Yeah. I wish we saw everybody in the epilogue, but it wasn't meant to be. Did she marry Sanders? Is that like our headcanon? <laughs> no, I think she married... Oh, Elidor. I think she married Elidor. Yeah. Wow. That's my headcanon. Do you think she's a little older than Elidor? Maybe a little bit, but not, not too much. Man. <laughs> Are you saying she looks busted? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying she looks perhaps at maximum a decade older than him. Oh, wow. I don't think she's that much older. Okay. Well, I said maximum, but <laughs> generally probably three to eight. Mm, okay. The other people I can think of that piloted Gundam, Fumina from Build Fighters. Okay. I don't know if we're counting Build Fighters, but I mean, she piloted, you know, winning Gundam. There was Rain. She piloted, was it Rising Gundam? She wasn't per- perhaps very good at it, but she definitely piloted it. And <laughs> I can't remember if, if uh, Luna Maria or Stella or Stellar from seed did did either of them ever yeah stellar wasn't she part of the gundam jack in destiny yeah she's in the squad that was doing the gundam jacks okay so see there's a few yeah they're not on our list but no (laughs) we have to dig for them and especially stellar to her not to her credit so much but her discredit i guess she she was pretty much right up there with like enhanced (laughs) naturals you know she was a sub boss essentially in the series yeah that's that's fair all right isaac shall we start with number five Let's do it, Brian. Who is your number five on your list of top five female pilots in the Gundam series? All right, number five. I was very close to putting Karen Joshua at number five, but I went with this woman because I was trying to give non-UC pilots some credit. So my number five is Amita Arka from Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans. Wow. She pilots the custom Hyakurin. Or however you say that, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like the pinkish color, which fits right in with her appearance. Remember, Isaac, if, if you remember Amita, she's very much the Faye Valentine of Gundam. She dresses uh, fairly provocatively, just like Faye from Cowboy Bebop does. Of course. And actually, I, I didn't actually watch Iron-Blooded Orphans uh, dubbed. I watched it subbed. So when I went and looked up the dub voice today, she's also voiced by Wendy Lee, who also voiced Faye Valentine in Cowboy yeah. Bebop. So how about that? I didn't really like her at first in the show. I thought she was a little bit of a kind of a tropey hot girl. But as time went on in the show, her and Naze really grew on me. And she's on this list basically for her sort of blaze of glory that she went out with Isaac, where she was defending all of the Naze transports as they were escaping 
I believe it was Eoc was after them with his Dainsleep army. And she was just destroying all of the Gallarhorn suits kind of left and right in her older yet custom suit. She was even holding her own against, I believe it was Julieta who was fighting her uh-huh. uh, from Gallarhorn in a vastly superior new, shiny new Gallarhorn mobile suit, which was, you know, super unfair. And she only, you know, went down because of those those darn Dane's leaves. And with her last dying breath, she almost shot the bridge off of Eok's ship. So that was quite the boss moment. Um, for sure. When you put it like that, yeah, she's a pretty great pilot. And even though I enjoy Iron Blood Orphans that much, I don't recall so much each pilot from that series, except for like a few prominent ones. But man, God, what a great series. Biggest downside about her, probably she wasn't in the show that much. And I also don't particularly like her suit very much, even though in the show, it's probably one of the more unique ones. But overall, it's so-so. Well, Brian, number five on my list is one that I think you definitely, perhaps the fans, the listeners know. I'm not a big fan of hers. Dare I say I dislike her. But she piloted her mobile armor so well, she deserved to be on this list. And that is Lala from the original Mobile Suit Gundam series. I put Lala as as my number five because as naive to an extent as she was and even though she had a lot of optimism still for sort of a peaceful resolution of things at the end of the one-year war she really performed incredibly well in the El myth despite ongoing drama with Amaro with Char having to fight Amaro having to fight the Federation towards the end of the one-year war performing in the El myth using her new type abilities I felt she deserved a place on my list, and number five is where I think she would best fit compared to everybody else on my list. So the Elmeth is a mobile armor, I understand, but my God, was she a good pilot. Wow. This is truly Isaac being unbiased, <laughs> listeners. He is not a fan of Lala. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, to her credit and whatever coaching Char gave her, I mean, it... It paid off in droves. The Elmuth was a pretty much a beast at the end of the One Year War. It was. I mean, especially during the One Year War, there wasn't much that could stand up to the bits, right? You could have just sent her into anything, and she'd pretty much win. Yeah, you'd need a an emotional Amaro to stop her. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying women can't keep their emotions in check, Isaac? I'm saying an emotional Amaro can kill anybody. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> no. He won't feel great about it, but he'll get it done. He did take her out. That's fair. All right, moving on to number four then, Brian. Who holds the number four position on your top five female pilots of Cross All Gundam? It's getting harder to rank them, but I think for number four, I'm going to go with Anil L from After War Gundam X. Wow. She appears in uh, After War Gundam X from 1996. She starts out as like an antagonist, Isaac, and she's a constant presence throughout the show. She has a very weird character arc. She she starts out like falling in love with uh, Garrod. And then he doesn't return her advances, and then she gets really angry, and she you know tries to go after him to like make him love her, and then she eventually gets over him. So maybe that arc is a little weird, but she was just a great pilot. She had like a very cool custom color scheme. She she had uh, blue suits typically. Her main suit was like this Gilgoo looking thing. It was called like I think the Janice custom or something like that, right? Janice, I think, yeah. Janice, yeah. <laughs> she had a typical sort of apocalyptic bad girl uh, character design Isaac a lot of cleavage I think she even hit a grenade in her cleavage at one point during the show which was funny I just I like that her color scheme was blue and not like pink or some other 
typical girly character, right? There's nothing wrong with a pink color scheme, but they don't all have to be pink, right? You know, like for example, when when we saw uh, Kigali get her strike rouge, we were I think we were both disappointed that it was like, oh, it's just a pink one. Yeah. And Isaac, I didn't know this, but there was a mobile armor that she piloted during the series called the Esperanza. Apparently, if the series hadn't ended early, she was going to get a Gundam called the Esperanza 2. There is like a drawing of what her Gundam would have looked like. Uh-huh. And it's pretty cool looking. It's got a blue chest and uh, it looks a little like skinnier than the other Gundams, but I think it looks pretty neat. I, I'm really sad now that this wasn't in the show. I'm going to send you a picture of it. Yeah, please do. I mean, that makes a Gundam X even more of a tragedy because it had such a cool setting. Oh, well, wow. let's look at it. This looks pretty crisp. This definitely looks like a, yeah. su- a supporting mobile suit. <laughs> <laughs> Almost a tall geese, a bit of tall geese in there, you know, with the, like the legs and stuff. Yeah, a little bit. Man. Anyways, what was I saying? Oh, Gundam X, such a tragedy that it ended early because it had such a cool, interesting setting. But from what I vaguely remember reading, um, they they inappropriately put its airtime during the wrong day of the week or something like that. And they kind of shot themselves in the foot. Something like that happened. And then they try to fix it or ratings were falling and then they put it in an even worse time spot. So it was doomed to failure by things outside of the story's actual control. Such a pity. So Anil L's Gundam, the Esperanza 2, was a, was a victim of that tragedy, Isaac. Such a tragedy. I vaguely remember the Esperanza. Yes, it was some type of mobile armor, I think. Or maybe I'm thinking the Petulia. It's hard to remember. There were a lot of weapons going around <laughs> after War <laughs> X, but definitely worth a rewatch soon. All right, Brian, you know who is on my list for number four. She has done an incredible job, not only as a Gelgook pilot, but also being a de facto admiral running her own small fleet after a Bawaku. Number four on my list is Shima Garahau, the Mayfly of space, the unknowing butcher of uh, Island Ifish. Say what you will about her and, you know, her choices and stuff, but... She was skilled enough to go toe-to-toe with the Albion and its mobile suits multiple times, skilled enough to survive after the one-year war, and clever enough to side with the Federation conspirators that were going to eventually form the Titans. Sadly, she went up against the Dendrobium, but I challenge you to say any pilot could survive up against the Dendrobium. Other than that, if she went up against a Jim or a Gundam in her Gerber Tetra, I think she would have come out on top. So Shima holds a place of honor at number four on my list. Yeah, and again, real shame that we didn't get to see more of that Gabura Tetra. And I think technically she qualifies as a Gundam pilot, Isaac, because the Gabura Tetra was, as you know, the GP04. Very true, yeah. it's It got a f- cosmetic facelift, but the, the internals, the guts, all Gundam. <laughs> Man, if we did a list of like most gruesome deaths, hers has to be up there, right? Pretty much, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen another situation where the cockpit was hit with such force that the visor of the pilot blew open. (laughs) (laughs) She might be the only one in any Gundam series where that happens, too. (laughs) (laughs) The beam just incinerated her. Like, she was there one minute, and then she was gone. (laughs) Also, when we do our Gundam fashion show, I'm pretty sure she's going to be somewhere on my list because she's got, like, that cool poncho. She's got a fan. She's on the short list of people in Xeon that wear a red uniform. She's into tiger stripes. Yeah, yeah. and and beautiful paintings. <laughs> and her, her uniform restrictions are very loose, as we've already covered. 
Yeah, that or they they never repair their air conditioning units. So. <laughs> <laughs> every every day is slightly warm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Isaac, number three. Are you ready? Let's hear it. All right, number three is definitely someone who would never be on your list. But number three for me is Alan B. Beardsley from Mobile Fighter G Gundam from 1994. Do you remember Alan B., Isaac? No. <laughs> <laughs> so Alan B. is Neo Sweden's Gundam fighter for the 13th Gundam fight, and she is the only female fighter in the tournament. Oh, my God. She's a little bit of a female Wolverine. She was orphaned and taken in by Neo Sweden's government at a young age, who then experimented on her to make her the best mobile fighter they could using what they call the Berserker system. And the Berserker system is a system that increases her combat abilities by 120%, whatever that means, because that's incredibly vague, but that uses radio waves or something. Anyway, she goes into this, like, psychotic mode where she gets all red and her hair flares up and she her eyes go red she looks pretty nuts and when she's in that mode she pretty much beats everybody like she's just, she's even about to you know beat domon and he eventually talks her down but he had you know he had to talk her down he didn't like you know beat her in like hand-to-hand combat so i you know i really walked away with the sense that she could kind of beat everyone in that mode which is kind of cool right she's the only female pilot in the fight and you know she almost beat the main character so i thought that was neat she has a, a, a decent arc. She falls in love with Domon, but he doesn't return her feelings. And she, you know, she does not get the guy in the end, right? So it's not like a happy ending for anybody. Man. The one uh, regret I have on Allenby is I wish she would have been given a shuffle crest. Like, you know, all of Domon's friends, they became part of the Shuffle Alliance. They all got a shuffle crest. I really wish they had made her, like, the Red Joker or something. I, I know they had already used the Joker and then the, the, the Jack, King, Queen, and Ace. I feel like she was a better fighter than some of the other Shuffle Alliance members. And if you remember, Isaac, she pots the Nobel Gundam, which is very memorable. It's basically the Gundam that looks like a cross between Sailor Moon and Sakura from Street Fighter, which yeah. basically looks like a Japanese schoolgirl. <laughs> and it has, like, Gundam hair that's, like, blonde. And it has beam ribbons, Isaac. Do you remember those? She doesn't have beam sabers. She has beam ribbons. I remember that. Are they from, like, her hair or something or, like, her bow? I, yeah, probably the bow or, yeah. the, or the hair. I don't remember. But I think that is hilarious, and it's perfectly in line with G Gundam's <laughs> tone and just overall, you know, world building. So it, Nobel Gundam's a little silly, but I think in the context of the show, it's it's great and it makes sense. And Alan B was a, was a fierce pilot. So she earns number three on my list. I mean, by virtue of being the only female fighter in Mobile Fighter G Gundam and also being able to really help out the rest of the main characters... Yeah, I think she should deserve a spot on the list, right? It's also cool that her her Gundam is so distinctly feminine. Oftentimes, we see the handful of female pilots we get. They're always in a very male-looking Gundam or mobile suit, right? So good to see a much more obviously and blatantly female design. I mean, can't get much more female than Japanese schoolgirl outfit. Yeah, it's (laughs) ironically worn by Sweden for some reason, but... Sweden's cultural dress. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's anime. <laughs> well. Hit me with number three, Isaac. My number three had to juggle running her faction while at the same time arguably being the best pilot on her faction side during the grips conflict, Brian. Number three for me is Haman Karn, leader of Neo Zeon and one of their best pilots in the Cubely. A fearsome, powerful mobile suit. 
Brian, I think she deserves this spot on the list because she had to do almost all the work of running the political negotiations for Neo Zeon, based out of Axis, and at the same time lead the troops on the battlefield. Maybe in retrospect, she should have just stuck with running things behind the scenes because sadly, as we all know, spoiler alert, Haman doesn't make it. <laughs> she, <laughs> she has to, well, she kind of suicides herself, but um, it's not a great ending for her, but she was a beast in that mobile suit and she showed just how powerful a new type could be in a purpose-built mobile suit that featured bits and I forgot what else it had. It, it was just custom built for new types like her. So we've she deserves her spot here for everything she did. Well, that's interesting that you put her at number three, Isaac, because I have her at number two. Wow. So as Isaac said, she is a antagonist in Zeta Gundam in 1985, and then she comes back as maybe the, the main antagonist in Double Zeta Gundam the next year in 1986. And I really liked, Isaac, that she was a major presence in both of the shows. I was trying to find good lines of hers to, to quote on this podcast, and there mm-hmm. were two I came across that were good. There's, they were both from Zeta Gundam. Uh, there was one where Camille is yelling at her, and I think I think Paptimus, and he's saying, you know, your souls are the ones that are weighed down by gravity, and she and she turns on the light and says, that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. <laughs> there was another good one where Shar asked her for help. Uh, he asked her to go destroy the Grips colony laser. Uh, she says, you know, I'll do it, and the. She, when she, she's referring to Axis here, she just says, the proof of our might will be forever etched in your minds. And I thought that was that was very Haman. Arguably, she would have possibly led Neo Zeon to better heights had they won compared to the zombies, right? She just had such a presence uh, yeah. over, in both of those shows. I mean, she shows up late in Zeta, so she's not like the main antagonist there. But she definitely showed up and carried Double Zeta uh, on her back, I think. she, In my mind, she kind of saved that show. Like, the back half of uh-huh. Double Zeta was really begging for like a good presence and she really had it she was terrifying in that show you know just just her new type energy kind of freaked out judah <clears throat> that's what it made it even better when judah started to you know awaken his new type potential and it and his potential then started to frighten her so that that made the conflict better between those two and uh, and isaac you know like you said she has a, a signature mobile suit that is super unique i mean you can spot the silhouette of the cubelet from a mile away and be like oh i know what that is right there's nothing else in Gundam that looks like it, or really in other franchises. No. It's got to be one of the most unique Xeon suits, right? Very alien in appearance, I'd even say. Like, you could almost look at it and think it was a third faction besides Xeon, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, and I'm um, to poor Helmon. She had to deal with Glemmy, too. I forgot to mention that. Neil mm-hmm. Zeon splinters, and then she has to deal with this kind of internal civil war. Ugh. Yep. She, she had to deal with so much all by herself, pretty much, while at the same time being a pilot. So a lot of respect goes out to her. Yeah. So Isaac, I have a question for you. Oh no. Who <laughs> is the who is the baddest Zeon? Her or Kaecilia? Wow. Oh boy. I would argue Haman did more, but Kaecilia was more ruthless. Just because, for all Haman's faults, I can't see her executing members of her own family. She. That's she fair. Yeah. She okay. seems like even though she's on Zeon and arguably self-serving using Maneva, we can tell that she has some morality. Don't mess with Haman, listeners. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Kaecilia, though, I mean, maybe she... I don't know. Well, it's such a complex answer, right? Because Kaecilia clearly cared about Dagwin enough to the point where she would avenge his death, no matter the impact to the war effort. (laughs) 
So I I don't know. That that might be a case of um, you know, love over reason. I don't know. It's 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 complex. Yeah. All right, Isaac, let's let's hear your number 2. Okay. My number 2 lived a peaceful life in her colony before it was unexpectedly attacked by a new faction in the universal century. Her colony was conquered and she got somewhat forcibly recruited into this new faction, but she excelled as a pilot to the point where she could defeat her father in combat against his massive mobile armor. Her name is Cecily, but her real name is Vera Rona. Wow. Ryan, she is my number two because she went from zero to incredibly skilled in no time at all based on her innate abilities, most likely as a new type, because the crossbow vanguard attacked. She got swept up all in it, got her training, and by the end of the movie, she's able to go toe-to-toe with mobile suits, bugs, and, of course, the sinister Rafflesia mobile armor piloted by her father, Iron Mask Carozo Rona. Yeah, she went from zero to, to hero in about 15 minutes. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so she picked up things quick, but the other part of it is new type. <laughs> to her credit and as rushed as f91 could be she's partly responsible for really saving the day at the end if she wasn't there the bugs probably would have been much more successful iron mask would have lived and gone on to make more bugs probably win the civil war that, that eventually happens in cosmo babylonia but that didn't happen at all cecily was there along with seabook they saved the day together and she played a vital role in it since she learned things so quickly and came up to speed in terms of being a great new type pilot, that's why I put her as number two. Yeah, and you got to give her some credit, right? Even if she didn't necessarily defeat the Rafflesia, but she certainly brought Seabook there, and she was certainly willing to give it her all and give give her life to try to stop the, the Rafflesia. Not just anyone would do that. I'm trying to think, if you rewrite that scene, can Seabook win on his own? Does Zabine jump in instead of her? <laughs> I think Zabine was too far away. They definitely tag teamed it for sure. I don't. I don't know that Seabook would win by himself. I mean, he had. You you mentioned emotional Amro before. Well, we kind of had emotional Seabook during that fight, right? Yeah, talking to Carozo is not going to like do anything. It won't do any favors for your emotional state of being because he's so insane. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that both of them were needed to defeat the Flesia. So that's why she's got my spot on the number two list, based purely essentially on speed of novice to expert. Brian, who is number one on your list of top five ferocious female f- pilots fighting force? <laughs> <laughs> My number one is Emma Sheen for Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam from 1985, Isaac. Wow. She is a former Titan who defects to the AUG and becomes one of the main pilots of the show. What I liked about Emma was a few things. First, she's just always a good pilot. She doesn't really have any standout broken abilities. She's not like this crazy new type person who's just by default better than everyone. <clears throat> Another thing I like about her is that she puts Camille in his place many times. I think she slaps him, I think I read at least four times during the show. Like if you were to count the number of times that people get slapped in the show, like Bright would be number one, but I feel like Emma would be like number two. She's like, so if you like Bright for slapping people, then you got to like Emma for, for doing it too. She's like the female Bright in this case. Wow. <laughs> there was also a part in, in Zeta which I really liked when I remember first watching it where she mentioned that she had met Amuro Ray and like Amuro hadn't been in the show yet and so I just thought that was a, a cool thing but I think most of all Isaac she has what I think to be saddest last few episodes of any character in Gundam to me 
in a few episodes, she goes from losing uh, the guy she liked, who was a captain or commander, I forget what his rank was, Hankin. Do you remember that guy? Vaguely. Her and him have this sort of like, you know, understood romance going on, but they don't really talk about it. But he ends up uh, sacrificing himself to save her. And then after that, shortly, she's forced to fight that traitor, Rekoa, from the Argama, who switches sides and goes and sides with Paptimus. She duels Rekoa. She, like, fatally stabs Rekoa's suit. But then it's shot by one of the other antagonists, and uh, she gets hit by shrapnel because she got out of her suit to go check on Rekoa. And Camille goes and finds her and, and pulls her in. But at this point, she, you know, the shrapnel's already in her body, and she ends up dying in, in Camille's arms. And he has to leave her on that on that ship and, and fly away. I just thought that was super sad when I first watched Shade of Gundam. So I think that's probably the saddest death in, in, in the franchise. And I always thought her suit was cool, the Super Gundam. There's just basically the Mark II with the G Defensor merged on its back. I, I, it was a cool silhouette. I, th- I always thought it was neat. It wasn't, you know, it's not like a main character Gundam, right? But I don't know. I really liked Emma. I think she's my favorite female pilot. So that's why she's number one on the list. Based on all that, the complexity of her, she could almost have her own series, right? Yeah, she has a great character arc. She's, yeah. she's one of those people that you like to root for, right? Because she starts out as a Titan. And so you as the viewer, you're also seeing along with her what the titans are doing and she you know sides with you the viewer so she defects and she has to like earn the AU's trust for a while i think they, they put her like you know under guard for a while they don't let her out they make her peel potatoes <laughs> yeah yeah not not quite as bad as the crossbow vanguard would do but but yeah i thought she was good she was definitely not like a girly girl you know she's not falling in love with every guy she sees I just thought for this list, she was a good, strong female character <laughs> that I think any uh, any dad or, or mom would be happy for their uh, kid to look up to. Does this mean that like, if you think about it, the Titans are actually very uh, forward thinking because they have so many women in their ranks? <laughs> <laughs> Could be. There's multiple female pilots in the Titans, <laughs> if you think about it. I feel like there were just a lot more females in the Zeta era. Yeah. Are, are you noticing that as well? Yeah, in, in the original series, I, I don't know what happened in the military, but there's just not a lot of them. Maybe all the men died in the one-year war, and they were like, oh. That's true, right? I mean, I'm trying to think of officers besides Matilda. I think she's the only one. <laughs> I mean, we had, like, Sayla, I guess, and it's not like Amro fought any big females, really, besides Lala, but I wouldn't. she's not like a normal Xeon soldier. No, I, w- I would be very doubtful if she even had rank. Yeah, probably not. I mean, no. she was Char's guest. Yeah, essentially, right? And they let her run around in that moo. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a Xeon uniform. <laughs> not even Shima would allow that. No, you, you, yeah, she would be like, "Look, you can be on our Zanzibar, but like, even I have limits to like our our lax dress code." <laughs> Isaac, number one. Okay, listeners, this woman's tragic backstory plays only a small role in why she's an amazing pilot. She had to go out on a mission, essentially with a gun pointed at her head, but willingly pursuing revenge against the man who wronged her. She had to pilot arguably the worst mobile suit in the one-year war, a prototype version of it, but she piloted it so well, my headcanon is that she's a new type. Her whole team performed so well with the machine also the same type of mobile suit she piloted. They performed so well under her leadership that they really saved the day. Her name is Arlene Nazon. She was a lieutenant, and she was in the final part of MS Igloo Gravity Front. If you recall, listeners, she was betrayed by her lover, who 
as far as she knew, betrayed the Federation to Xeon, shared intel, vital information with them, causing her to be thrown in the brig and blamed for it, along with two of her uh, comrades. She was forced to go out into the gun tank. Well, maybe not so much force, but they kind of made her do it, but at the same time, she wanted to do it to get revenge. And when she was in the gun tank, Brian, oh my God, she was such a beast at it. They were zipping around at like 200 miles per hour. She was <laughs> killing people left and right, just knocking over Zaku's like they were made out of cardboard. She was just <laughs> a beast on the battlefield. It was amazing. And the fact that she did this in a gun tank, uh, not even a regular gun tank, a prototype gun tank was all the more crediting to her as far as how good of a pilot she is. Can you imagine her in like an Ace GM? Can you imagine her in a custom suit, uh, 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 one of the the Eighth MS team's mobile suits? Oh my God, she would have been a goddess of war. And sadly, her story ends with tragedy, but based on her sheer skills, based on her performance, based on what happened at her in her episode of Gravity Front, I put her at number one on my list, Brian. Wow, I did not expect that. But you're right, she was a great pilot, for sure. She was a beast. Um, and even if she did, her story did end in tragedy, she did accomplish what she set out to do in that episode, You know, even if it didn't end well for her and even if it was under false pretenses. So you got to give her credit. She sacrificed everything to accomplish her goal, and she did it. It might be a tribute to the animators. Well, it is a tribute to the animators, but for whatever reason, tank warfare in MS Igloo looks amazing. Whether it's a Type 63s, whether it's the Xeon tank, or the uh, the prototype gun tank she was piloting along with her squad, it's just such a, a thrilling spectacle to see the gun tanks in combat, to see tank warfare in combat. And she outperformed everybody in a primitive mobile suit. Essentially a glorified tank. She was able to knock out a ton of doms and zakus. She really cemented herself, as far as I'm concerned, as one of the most amazing pilots we've ever seen in Gundam. I think she even took out that Goof Custom. Do you remember that? Remember I was like, oh, this is oh, terrible. Yeah. yeah, they sent one out in the battlefield. <laughs> yeah, and it like ate a bullet like right to the chest like right away. And I was like, oh, yeah, that was embarrassing. <laughs> this will stop her. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what do you mean they have flamethrowers? <laughs> That's a good choice, though. Uh, and again, this is a reminder that to all the listeners who have not seen uh, MS Igloo uh, to go watch it because it's a great show. Even if it, is, it does look a little rough today, maybe if you're not used to that, it's a fantastic show. Yeah, it's if you like side stories in the UC, this is a side story buffet. So load up your plate <laughs> and start eating. It's pretty great. The third MS Igloo, the one that she's in, is a little weird. Not as good as the first two, but they're all worth watching. So Yeah, but the, I think you should approach it more as okay, let's see some Federation-only side stories. And then you'll be a little bit yeah. happy. Things get wacky when the metaphysical stuff starts happening. But other than yeah. that, they're, they're pretty solid and interesting stories that show you a bit more about parts of the one-year war you probably didn't know about. Just mute your TV when the, the metaphysical <laughs> when stuff the, Yeah, starts. when the angel of death or the goddess of death shows up, yeah, just kind of roll your eyes and look at your phone. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good list, Isaac. That was fun. So listeners, we would definitely like to know what your top five list is, whether it's favorite or best. Let us know in the comments below. Or how close did we get to your mark? Or how do you think we're way off? Who did we forget? Were there any obvious uh, ones that you think we forgot? I'd be curious. Is there a female pilot you think blows everybody out of the water that we said? Comment below. Tell us why. And I think I speak for Brian when I say we really hope we see a lot more female pilots in upcoming content just because there's not 
a whole lot of them. And it's 2021, and we should probably be seeing a little bit more than we do. That's right. And Isaac, this goes back to our discussion that we had before, but I'm going to bet that we see at least one in the live action movie. I hope so. And I'd be surprised if we don't. (laughs) Because, you know, with the way things are now, I think representation of lots of different groups is kind of expected now. And it's a bit surprising when it doesn't happen. So if we don't see a female pilot, I think it'll be very comment worthy. And, and listeners, make sure you answer my question. Who is the baddest Zeon <laughs> Haman Khan or Kaecilia <laughs> Zabi? <laughs> what if somebody says Shima? Because, like, technically she had a critical role in the colony drama. <laughs> oh, that's true. All right, we'll make it a, a, a three-way choice. Haman Khan, Shima Garahau, or Kaecilia Zabi. <laughs> if you think about it, Shima killed more than a lot of people combined. <laughs> that's true. She's right up there with the laws in terms of, like, <laughs> mass murder. <laughs> I didn't think of it that way. You're right. Oh, boy. All right, listeners, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and we'll see you next week. Take us out, Isaac. Listeners, before you go to sleep tonight, stand next to your bed. Get on your knees. Put your hands together. Look up at the ceiling. Inhale, Zeon. Good night, everybody.